Happy New Year's, everybody. Welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio. I am so excited to talk to you guys today. It's been a couple months since I've last recorded. Uh, we've moved to New York City, and uh, there's a ton of other changes that's happened in the meantime, but also... There's been some good stuff that I've got going on for you guys that I'm so excited to share with you. Anyways, let's get into this. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, Here's your host, Ben Wilson. <laughs> Welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio. Happy New Year for those around. Merry Christmas. Hopefully your holidays were good and uh, you were able to spend some time with your friends and family. And you know, I honestly appreciate you guys. There's uh, just a small group of us and I feel uh, I feel close. And I just, I want to be as, as vulnerable and as open about just everything that's happening. And I know uh, no secrets, nothing being uncovered, uh, even though that's literally words used in the, my opening. I just really wanted to, to share what's going on. And then also, I do want to hear back from you guys. Like, I, I really do. It means a lot to me when I do get reached out. Um, I've got a good buddy named Joseph Kamek who's been uh, reaching out to me through Voxer. And I love the conversations that we're having uh, because he's asking me questions as to why I think certain way or, or what I what I might value over something else and and really just what's happening and I get to I get to be vulnerable I get to share that and um, I I want to do that with a lot more of you guys so anyways here's here's kind of what's new uh, one I've moved to New York City with my wife she got her dream job at free people the flagship store at Rockefeller Center which uh, is a big store the flagship store meaning it's uh, does all the sales it's where all the stuff rolls out and she's the assistant store manager uh, she is killing it. I'm so proud of the work that she's doing and her dream and her passion. And she's also trying to grow her blog, Madzy, which I, I'm, I'm very, I always, I feel fortunate enough to help her on that. Um, but she has just got a dream and I love seeing her make it come true. So we've moved to New York because it was her dream city. Uh, I was initially opposed to it for years, actually. Uh, I always thought it would be a bad idea because it's a lot of money. It really is. It's a lot more money than I really ever questioned in, on spending. And you also get less space for how much you spend. Um, we have a tiny studio apartment on the Upper East Side, which uh, we have a studio. It's 376 square feet. It's like a glorified hotel room. If you think about like a hotel room uh, with two queen size beds in it and you think how big that would possibly be, that's as big as it is. That's pretty much all the space we've got, uh, but we're also smart enough to not put two queens in it. The things that we are doing though is uh, we just wanted to pursue uh, something just crazy different and really just mix up our lives. And so uh, she moved out four months before I did. I was trying to grow Patient Rainmaker, my marketing agency for healthcare practices. And what was crazy enough is it didn't seem that the stars were aligned. Um, I was the, the more that I grew it, the more the problems happened. And I know I'd recorded a podcast earlier last year talking about making my mark and uh, setting my goal and uh, being like Babe Ruth and calling my shop. But it was crazy. Things really just flipped flopped for me. Um, I became very depressed because I had, uh, there's, there's a gap between it, which this is where your happiness comes from. There's a gap between your expectations and your reality. The bigger that gap is, um, the less happier you're going to be because your expectations are, are not aligned with your reality. Um, so 
just an FYI, that's that's where kind of goals come from. And that's what I'd love to share with you or what the purpose of this podcast is. Uh, this episode is to talk about setting goals that you have 100% accountability over and being accountable to yourself because it's not determined upon the results, but really your input. Um, now that's that's where things also changed for me was realizing I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because I was also trying to live up to priorities that weren't mine. There were things that I wasn't willing to do and that I'm not willing to do to make money because money's not my top priority. There are other things that matter more to me than just trying to earn money. And, and I'm sure a lot of you will recognize this as well. Uh, family is very important. Uh, in fact, it's it's the most important because we want to spend more time with our family. So that really is the top of the line. But we're also driven by status. Every human being has got something to do with their or their decision-making process is connected to status. And that status, what happens is um, it, it really shows you the type of lines you're willing to cross. If you've ever seen, um, let's see, Nitro Circus or the show Jackass, um, or anyone who's doing what would look like stupid stunts, they've crossed lots of lines in order to, to get to a point where what they're doing is ridiculous to the rest of society. We're looking at that going, either you're stupid, you're uh, that's very unsafe, I can't believe you do that, but the problem or, or what happened earlier that got them into that situation was the amount of lines they were willing to cross because of the status or what their priorities were, meaning uh, they prioritize being famous, right, or, or having money, and what they were willing to do to get there was to perform these stunts that either hurt their bodies or just uh, very lewd or obscene in, in, in front of the public, whatever it is, right, they were willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that, and I'm guessing a lot of you aren't either. So you can already see that money isn't your main goal because you're not willing to do certain things in order to get it. So really, what are those priorities that you have? Uh, there are certain things that I just, I, I don't, want attached to me or that I'm not a fan of that my really good friends are like, I don't value the idea of multi-level marketing and I get it. Um, but at the same time, I like, I love my buddy, Steven Larson, and he is killing it in the MLM game because his priorities are very different than mine. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, it's very admirable because you're going after what matters to you. Right, so this the status is actually very much of how we make money and how we spend our time and, and what we do in order to make that money, right? Um, some people wanna work 16 hours a day, that was me. I valued working 16 hours a day and I found myself unhappy because I was making more money than I'd made, but at the same time, I also wasn't happy because I wasn't doing other things that I really wanted to do. Um, and I didn't also know what those things were, so when my business started to it seemed like collapse. It collapsed in on itself because we allowed it to collapse in on itself. There were things that we could have easily fixed, but I think looking back on it, honestly, it was, it was where were our priorities? And we, I was working those 16 hours. Um, my business partner, Grant Tanner, was away from his family for a lot, and he is so admirable. I, I respect the way that my business partner, Grant, would always value his time with his kids. Like he would, he would just call it a day at three o'clock and he would go fishing. And at the time I was, uh, I didn't understand it. I'd want to understand it. And so I was, uh, I was okay with it. Like I was like, yeah, for sure, go for it, right? Um, but now I really get it. His priorities were, I wanna make enough money that I cannot worry about my financial situation and therefore I can take care of my priorities. So. Um, I wanted to move on from this into setting goals because I, 
I set a massive goal that I wasn't able to achieve and I honestly felt like a failure. I came out with this podcast, I came out with a big marketing campaign behind it and I've, I rallied some troops behind the, the idea and ultimately I failed publicly. I failed in a way that looked like I didn't know what I was doing but it's because I was see, I was trying to impress people with priorities that weren't mine. I'm not driven by money, I'm driven by uh, improving my skill set and providing value in a way that matters to me and matters to you. Like, here's a good way of thinking about it. If I owned a restaurant and I had put, I dreamed about my restaurants, and then you can picture yourself in those too. Imagine you had always wanted to open up a restaurant, and, and I'm here in New York City, and there's lots of restaurants. Imagine you had you'd said, "Okay, I'm going to build this amazing restaurant in New York City, and it's going to have uh, these purple drapes. It's going to have like a dark maroon seating. It's going to have uh, a certain ambiance. The lighting is going to be very dim. It's going to have a very." Uh, very happy, peaceful music playing very sl like silently in the background. And the waiters are going to be dressed in all black and they have to wear a certain style of clothes and they have to say certain things when they greet you in the door, right? And you've got this whole measure of what you're trying to, to put together. So the people that you come to your place are, you want to get the same people who are going to respect that. And let's say based on how big your restaurant is, you can only serve 500 people a day, no matter how fast you get them in, no matter how fast you get them out, you can really just serve about 500 people a day. You'd want to make sure those were the 500 people that mattered the most to you, right? Like, which 500 people would you get, is my question. You'd want to find the people, the 500 people that when they came in, they thought the purple drapes were amazing. They thought the ambiance, the lighting was impeccable. They thought the way that your waiters enunciated when they, they used certain words and the way that they dressed and how they delivered the menu to you was all pristine and perfect because that's the 500 people you'd want in your restaurant, right? You'd want those people because that's your tribe. Those are the people that matter to you and they respect your values. They respect your priorities. And what they're doing is they, they can share that with you. They respect the way that you created an art and you were an artist in your own way possible. And therefore, you would wanna find 500 people like that, right? You wouldn't wanna find 500 people who gave you bad reviews, who came in and said, could you turn the lights up, please? Could you make the music a little softer or louder? Could you add more beer to your menu? Could you, uh, could you not have a waiting line outside? I really don't like the way these menus look. I'm gonna leave you a bad review. Can you take this back? It doesn't look like that's what I wanted. Um, or it's just, it's not the right flavor, right? Those people belong somewhere else. They don't belong in your restaurant. So honestly, what I'm doing is I looked at it like that. I was like, I'm trying to appeal to people I don't respect my, I mean, I respect, sorry, that I don't prioritize the same thing. What it, but then it also made me ask, what are my priorities? What, what's the narrative in my own mind? I'm the narrator of my own story. There means, therefore, I'm the narrator narrating the, the story that's happening in my mind. And that's the way that I see life, right? And it's different. It's not the same as everyone else. And therefore, I'm not trying to appeal to everyone, right? I'm not trying to find people who don't want to listen to me, who don't want to, uh, who, who aren't trying to seek the same things, who might value money more than family, right? And they're willing to do anything to get what it takes. There's people in the pornography business. They value entertainment and they value 
putting their bodies like that in front of an audience because that's what they value in order to make their living, right? We're just humans trying to add some type of value to society and get others to use the money that they've been getting to give it to us. That's essentially life, right? So what are you willing to do to get that money so you can buy things that other people are making valuable? You want to buy nice things. Well, someone had to make those nice things and therefore someone prioritized the value of those things that they were making so that someone would spend the money that they're earning to buy it, right? How would you earn that money? What would you do to get it? And what are you really doing in order to uh, with your time that's making you happy. If you come down to earth and uh, you just pay bills and then you die, like, cool, good for you. But if you were happy along that entire time, it wouldn't sound like that, right? You'd come down to earth, you'd be here, whatever happens before, whatever happens after, this isn't a religious discussion, but what we do know is one day you were birthed and one day you die. So everything that happens between that, we do know of, right? Like we can pointed out with pure evidence, you're here, you exist, I can see you, you can see you, we can hear you, we can exchange, we can communicate, we can provide value to each other. And so what we do and how society is turned around is we've just been providing value to each other, right? In some way or another, and then currency got involved, and then therefore value added into currency. But really, it's still value of how I'm serving other people and how they find it valuable. So let's go back to that restaurant. If I can serve 500 people a day, and that's all I could serve, I would try to target those people in a way that allowed me to, or sorry, I would try to talk to those people as best that I could in the clearest way possible so that they understood that they had a place that resonated with them. Now they would use, I would use keywords that matter to me that would get me excited. And uh, because if I'm, if I'm being true to myself and I'm being honest with what I'm presenting, I'm not a hack. I'm not just creating something to create something that's not for me. Um, then I would use words that I thought were very appealing in a way that would get me interested in the same restaurant because I was interested in creating the restaurant. Therefore, people would be interested in eating at the restaurant who didn't have the same abilities to create the restaurant, right? But what is the narrative in their mind? The narrative is that they would want a peaceful experience. They would want a high value, high quality um, dining experience. They would want the chef to know how to make their food properly the exact first time. They would never have a complaint, right? They would love the way the menus look. They would love all of this. That's who I want to talk to. And so what I want to use is keywords that fit into the narrative of their story, how it's fitting into the way they want something to happen. Now, if you think of it like outside of a dining experience, think of it like Mac versus, or like Apple versus Samsung or Android. Like, there are things I value that are different than others. Well, it's not bad, it's not bad at all, but Apple played into a narrative that a lot of people can resonate with. They want something that looks sleek. They want, if they're gonna spend $1,000, they want the $1,000 to look good inside of a cell phone. If you're gonna spend $4,000 on a computer, you'd want the computer to look freaking awesome, right? Like, you'd wanna make it look like a $4,000 computer. You'd want something that came with it. You'd wanna feel a part of a community or a tribe, and you'd feel different, right? The people who have Android resonate with each other. They go, we're, we are opposing Apple, therefore we're against Apple, and we think differently. Even though Apple's slogan is think differently, uh, the people who then resonate with that, who think, yes, I think differently, therefore I choose Apple. It's like, you guys are both using the same thought process, but you're deciding different outcomes. Therefore, your results are different even though the same information was presented to you. You both said, I'm going to think differently, and you both chose different outcomes, right? So it just shows that people are different. That's really it. 
right? But if you could only talk to certain people, wouldn't you want to use things that they'd really want to resonate with so the outcome changed, right? If I was trying to target people for my restaurant, I would use things like elegance, peaceful, quiet, uh, reserved, or um, select, or I don't know. I mean, you, you kind of see where I'm going with this, right? Like I would use words that were different. If I was, if I, let's say I, I made a bar and I was trying to make like a very popular bar, I'd say it's rowdy. I'd say it's, uh, there's a lot of energy. There's excitement. There's always something new happening. Um, it's very interactive. It's a, uh, it feels like home and home is not peaceful in some people's minds. Home is freaking crazy and outrageous. And, uh, there's a lot of craziness happening. So if I use the term home to one person, they might've grown up in a posh English home and they ate tea and crumpets every day at three o'clock and home might've been 10 kids and it was just crazy all the time. They never had enough food for all the kids, so you just had to fend for yourself. And you know what? Some people grow up and they love it. They love the way that they grow up because it's the only thing that they know. So home has a very different meaning to every person out there. But if I was using it in context of a bar and said it felt like home, like the slogan of Cheers, the, the TV show, where everybody knows your name, that's that's that audience. That's the people who that matters to. Home for them was that. It was people who knew their name. Um, now, I, I kind of strayed off from the topic and I know this is going off a little way. I'm going to actually make a part two to this episode of uh, making New Year's resolutions and goals. And so stick forward, uh, stick with it on that one. I will uh, pause this one and then carry on in part two of how to set goals and resolutions. Hey guys, thanks for listening in. It really means a lot to me. If you found today's episode useful for your mindset, your business, your career, or just your personal life, I'd love it if you shared it with someone else who you thought could greatly benefit from the message. It'd mean a lot to me, and hopefully it'd mean a lot to them too.